Welcome to the Technology in Worship podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. We are so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast where we hope to talk everything technology in worship and how to use it more effectively to share the gospel. Hey, Benji, can you just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do and like, give us a picture of who Benji is? Sure. So I'm uh, married. I've uh, been married for just over 10 years now. Whoa. Yep. To Trisha. We've it feels got, like yesterday. I know. Tell me about it. Uh, we have three kids, Grayson, Kinsley, and Easton. Grew up in Manuka. Manuka, is that a country or? Yeah, well, it's a pretty small town in Illinois. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't, I'm not sitting here presently with you either. So, not uh, too many people know where Manuka is, but it's uh, southwest of Chicago. So, yeah, so grew up here, um, lived in Wisconsin for a little while, and then moved back uh, to this area um, where I'm now employed at Mission Bible Church. Been on staff here for uh, just over six years. I'm the technical director here, so over all things uh, audio, video, and lighting. And it's, uh, it's a fun ride. Technology is always changing. Things almost seem to never work when you want them to. But yeah, it's, it keeps, uh, keeps me on my toes and it's, it's been a blast. So Eric, why don't you tell us about you? Well, I'm Eric Coleman. I hail from the fascinating land of Yorkville, Illinois. But I too grew up, uh, I guess not technically in Manuka. I grew up in a town nearby, but I did attend Manuka schools. So born and raised, um, and now I've been serving at a church called Harvest New Beginnings Church in Oswego, Illinois. It's actually Oswego, but everyone says Oswego or Oswego. It's Oswego, folks. Um, but yeah, I've been serving there now for eight years in February, nice. which is pretty crazy. It's one of those things where it started off as like a super part-time role and just has kind of developed into a full-time role where I feel like my limbs are being stretched in all sorts of different directions and it's very difficult to do it on my own, which is where a lot of volunteer support and staff support comes in and hopefully helps, you know, along the way. Um, but yeah, the fun thing about Benji and I is that we grew up together. We did. Ish. Ish. I'm older. By you are a older bit. by, is it three years? Um, I'm 31. Four years. Four years. So when I was, you were a senior when I was in eighth grade then. Mm -hmm. So at some point in our lives, we definitely knew who each other were the whole time. At least I knew who you were. because You've got an older brother. I have an older brother yep. who you were closer with yep. for a while. And, um, but I also remember like kind of being bullied by you. In the, I, I tend to bully a lot of in people. In the sense that one of the memories I have <laughs> is in this very room that we were recording in presently, our Sunday school class was meeting. And I don't know who or why, but you were very rageful. <laughs> rageful? Rageful is the wow. word. This and used to be called the squishy room? The squishy room. Yes, because the carpet was like super old school. 
and very uh, and there was plush. a circulating fan. There was. The uh, yeah, I remember in particular as Sunday school students in junior high, we would throw our shoes up at this fan and let the fan just spit them out against the wall <laughs> and see whoever it hit. Uh, and it's not that large of a space. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's a pretty small-ish classroom. Like a 12 by 20? If that, yeah. Something. Um, but anyway, moral of the story is someone did something to get you real riled up. <laughs> and I remember you breaking this door off of its hinges. You Like, we had I, stopped the door. Like, we had... Yes, you, you. I believe what happened was uh, I was on the outside. Of the, oh yeah, you were outside. And we someone were put a here. chair underneath the doorknob from the inside. From the inside. Yeah, and you were so and mad. So I could not get in, but I decided no, I'm getting in. But you weren't even in our class. You were just like mad at us. <laughs> well, okay. Because you're four years older. Yeah, I don't remember the reasoning, but uh, I I do remember uh, basically putting a shoulder, maybe some feet. And putting some weight into the door and ended up breaking the <laughs> breaking the door right <laughs> off the hinges. When's the last time you thought about that story? Probably the the day next, the day after it happened because <laughs> your shoulder <laughs> was sore when I got in trouble. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I grew up in this church. Uh, my parents uh, have been in this church for almost since day one. So uh, yeah, when I broke the door, I was. Uh, I was in some trouble, let's say, but that was, that was a long time ago. It was. And I mean, kind of conversely, I grew up in this church as well. And then when I hit the ripe old age of, I guess, college, I went off to Moody Bible Institute and from there got involved with a church in New Lenox because someone who used to be here was kind of involved over yes, there. Yes. Um, and so what'd, you, what'd you do over there? Over there, I was uh, doing a youth internship. So I was kind of like the youth director, pastor person alongside of my buddy. And we got to serve together for a year. Um, but during that time there and previously here at Manuka Bible Church yes, at the back time. back then it was Manuka. Yep. Um, because we're in Manuka, Illinois. So Correct. If you didn't know the name. Um, always involved with technology. I mean, I remember being in youth group, sitting behind the board or at the computer doing some sort of Lyric projection, playing well, back a then, video. Was, wasn't it like an overhead projector where you had like... I do remember those days. I remember those up days. Up in the Red Room in particular. Yes. I was definitely way too young like okay. to actually operate it on a Sunday. Yes. But I'm pretty sure I probably messed it up as a toddler. Oh, I, I, I would say most people probably messed those up. They either had them backwards, upside down. Yeah, not, not like in focus. Mirrored, mirrored the wrong way. Yeah, mirrored the wrong way or... Uh, I remember where you had to like, you changed the key of the song. So you had to like, because a lot of people, that's how they actually played. They would look at the overhead. Really? To know I didn't the, like, think about that. The chords that they played. So, you know, if you change the key of the song, you got to get a new overhead projector printout. Uh, yeah, I guess, when I, I, guess so, when I started to play guitar, 
That might have still been a thing. Yes. Weird. Anyway, I just remember always kind of doing some sort of creative technology piece in church here at Mission Bible now. Um, so I guess that's kind of, I, there, there was no question, but I'm kind of saying that's how I kind of got started yes. in technology and worship. And so you play a guitar. Every once in a while, I play my acoustic guitar. Yes. Yes. Um, master of four chords and how to use a capo. Um, but I've, I've grown and developed a little bit since then as well. Um, I, I really remember a couple of my youth leaders taking me under their wing after I'd been kicked out of guitar lessons because I wasn't <laughs> progressing enough. <laughs> so, well, you have to practice. Well, Pract- yeah, and that's the part I didn't do so well practice at the time. Practice makes perfect. So because of that, I was removed from my guitar lesson. But it's okay. I think I turned out all right. You, you play guitar pretty well. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so kind. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that's what I was really trying to get around to saying is that for me, it started in my youth, getting involved in technology and worship. And it's only, the love for it has only grown. Um, like you said, there's always something that seems to go wrong and frustrates me a lot, but that's part of the fun of it. And I think our brains are wired a little bit differently than most people. And like our problem solving techniques and we love to do that troubleshooting stuff and figure out like, why is this not working and figure out a solution, whether or not it's to buy something new to replace it or to fix, fix what's fix broken. Problem. Yeah. So for me, I've got an older brother who's been in the, audio world for basically all that I can remember. And so uh, he got me into a lot of the technology uh, world. Uh, We grew up at this church. My whole family did. So um, my dad was more or less the volunteer technical director here when we were much smaller. And so um, it was a lot of days of me just sitting in the sound booth in elementary school, just sitting there watching, not really able to uh, do much, uh, but just sitting there and and taking it all in. And I want to say it was probably just before junior high, maybe fourth grade, fifth grade is when uh, I got a chance to actually like start serving and running sound and slides and all that stuff. And and from there, it's just, it's grown. Um, and so I remember the old days of the overhead projector and the days now of ProPresenter 7. So it's like mm. that whole big timeline of of change just in how we present lyrics and slides and stuff like that. Seeing the church grow, uh, seeing the band grow, technology, all that stuff. But yeah, so I grew up running sound and helping and volunteering and and serving and all that stuff. And so it's it's been a blast to see the the progression of technology at this church as well as surrounding churches and churches all over the world. Just seeing how they incorporate um, the use of technology, different ways of doing it, using the same piece of equipment, but doing other things with it is pretty cool. So 
yeah, I love troubleshooting. I love having a challenge to try to fix something or how to create something. But yeah, when things don't work, that's always, or can be frustrating. Why don't you um, maybe do a quick overview of your system or your technology that you use at Harvest oh, on yeah. uh, either a weekly basis or monthly basis? So at Harvest, we have uh, three main like worship venues, you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our worship center, our fellowship hall, and then our youth center, which used to be like the old sanctuary yep. way back in the day. Um, so obviously over time, we've our budget has increased or God has blessed us with certain funding to change out the systems and whatnot, or just like, you know, move different pieces from older rooms to newer rooms or vice versa, um, just to make better use of the equipment for whatever group needs it. Or if we're hosting someone offsite or one of our own ministries is using it. Oftentimes, just to give you a little bit of like a glimpse, most of the groups just need a microphone and the computer audio at this point. Uh, others, like our youth group, they're doing full-fledged worship, regular worship, like drums, five-piece band kind of thing. Um, so they need a little bit more. And then in our worship center, we have the Allen and Heath iLive Nice. Uh, digital console. I believe. A few, years, few years old. Yeah, a few years old. I don't know when it was like released, but I know that we've had it ever since we've been in the newest that worship building. center building. Yeah. yeah. Which I believe at this point is about seven years old. Uh-huh. Um, maybe eight in like the summer of this year. I think it could be eight years old. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's got, there's 64 inputs on stage. There's a couple floor box inputs in the back. There's two mix racks. Um, the main brain is in behind the stage, backstage. Monitors are ran from that board? Monitors are kind of ran from that board. Yeah. Um, we have the MyMix. Is that by Alan and Heath? No. It's by MyMix? MyMix is its own thing. Oh. Yeah. I believe they're a German company. Um, it is a 16-channel system. So, you so can, it's like an Avion system. It's like an Avion yep. system. Most you people plug probably your, know what an Avion system yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You plug your headphones in. You listen to yourself play or yourself sing. Uh, that's, that's the monitoring solution that we have right now. Um got two pretty massive screens they're pretty large they're pretty large every once in a while i think wow could they be bigger and i'm like maybe but they're pretty big most people never say i wish i had a smaller (laughs) screen yeah that's true (laughs) but they're pretty large they're pretty but your room is pretty big wait it's It's, uh 11 1200 um right around there 1100 i think we could max at 13 yeah yeah if we're if we're getting real tight. And it's more like a multi-purpose room, right? It is so. more of a multi-purpose room. We've got a pretty weird gym floor going yeah. on, uh, which does cause a lot of <laughs> echo and yes. natural room reverb, which we have to deal with on, from the audio side of things. Um, but yeah, two large projectors, 
and we that are rear rear projection. Their rear projection, yep. Christie fourteen K projectors. We are often every week running iMag. Yep. Um, we started off as soon as we went in that building. I don't think we waited long, and we were doing iMag. But I believe for only the, the sermon. sermon. Yep. And we were doing that with PTZ cameras. Yes. From the back of the room, three of them. Yes. Um, looking back, we probably should have done that. Well, but at the same time, back then, what eight years ago? Eight years ago, we were making good use of the technology that we right. had, and you probably had a smaller team. A smaller team, so running the PTZs and running the switcher was pretty reasonable. Yep. Um, but now, I guess thanks to COVID, you could say <laughs> we uh, we jumped into the world of live streaming. We had been live streaming before. But we definitely kind of viewed it as a last-minute, unpreferred way to view the service kind of Mm. thing. I'd say most churches probably felt that way. Yeah. But we had (laughs) been live streaming. Right. So it wasn't like new, new. Yep. And we knew, obviously, other churches existed that were doing a great job with their live audio, their live video. Like That stuff was already happening at larger churches, and even smaller churches and mid-sized churches. But it definitely caused us in particular to up our game. So we did that. Um, I don't know that at first it was upped. Uh, we just kind of were like, all right, what do we do? Uh, we can't do what we were doing before. So we did buy like a Canon XA11, one of them. And we started pre-recording our services and post-producing the audio, uh, we used Ableton. Um, did you, uh, when you pre-recorded those, did you record a full service, like from start to finish, or did you do the worship at one time? And yeah, the we did the time? worship at one time and the sermon on a different day. Um, but yeah, we pre-recorded and did all that stuff. Uh, other things in our worship center, SDI runs. Uh, Ethernet in the floor boxes, Dante for audio. Um, We're currently mixing our stream from the front of house console using a matrix mix, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty great, actually. Gives some flexibility, but also mirrors what the house is doing pretty well. Um, But obviously, in you know, soon we'll probably do the whole mixing in a box thing. You were doing that. For we a little were, bit. but then we realized it was not good because we couldn't staff it. Yeah. Um, Takes another position for a volunteer. Yeah. Yep. And so we fu- we just kind of dialed in our house mix and did this matrix mix, which has been working out pretty good uh, every once in a while. Like you say, if the house doesn't sound good, your stream's not going to sound good. So it's, true. it's not really able to be fixed per se without having a good house mix. Video wise, what are you guys? Video. What are you guys doing with video? Currently, we are running a whole Black Magic system, uh, with the exception we still do have t- three right now as of this recording, three Marshall cameras on stage, which are great cameras, by the way. Just little guys. They're little guys. Yep. 
I think I'd like to change out my lenses on them. Which is pretty easy on most of the Marshall cameras. Yeah. I just haven't bought them. Yep. But now, yeah, we have two of the big boy Ursa broadcasts cameras. Which is a newer purchase. Um, kind of. Well, we had yeah. <laughs> you had we had you, bought two right as of yeah, this is newer, but one of them we returned because it was damaged. faulty. Yeah. So we had to wait a long time after that before we got our second one. So really just as of Christmas Eve. Now you've got two. We now have two. Yes. Um, and then we also have two of the studio broadcast pro cameras, which I think are fantastic. And those are the 4K. Those are 4K. Yeah. And then we have one of the micro studios. So in total, how many cameras do you have? In total? That you would use. Are on you a, talking about like in the multi-view right yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, we're running six cameras right now. Six cameras. So you right got, now. You got three on stage, three in the back of the room. Yeah, and I need to make some swaps as to which cameras are doing what. Yep. Um, you're running ProPresenter 7. ProPresenter 7. On what computer? On a 27-inch iMac. Nice. And we upgraded the RAM on that thing because on that model, you can open up the back of it and put in yeah. whatever RAM you want, which yep. is great. Yep. Um, can't do that now. Can't do that now. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And then lighting is ran on there using the DMXs currently. NTech. NTech DMXs yes. that I would like to switch out very, very soon. But it works really good. It does. For most lighting scenarios, yeah. I would say. It's uh, simple, but yet pretty powerful. Preset-based. So Preset-based. So, design it with faders. And- so then you, you're uh, adding MIDI notes to ProPresenter, and that's triggering... DMXs to change your lights for you. And all of this is an overview of things we'll later discuss with this audience in general, you know, kind of getting into those micro things like what did Benji just say about automating and things like that? Well, automating is great. It and, is amazing. We're, uh, we're going to dive into that pretty, pretty deep, I, I would say. I think so too, because you especially have basically written your own like scripts and different things like that to perform different functions. Yes. That I've eventually ripped off of you <laughs> and maybe <laughs> modified to use in a different software solution, yes. but it works the yes. same or better or worse depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah. Uh, and then we run an Ableton, well we kind of run an Ableton rig for tracks. Yes. With main stage Oh yeah, you're running main stage for your keys. For keys. Yep. And then we're a lot of our players play on the Helix line six. For your Helix, electric guitars. For electric guitars. Yep. So you have no amps on stage. No amps on stage. Perfect. No amps ever. Yep. At this point. So no bass amp, no electric amp. Nope. You want the quiet stage. Quiet stage. Because yep. we have a very live room, like I said, with yep. the the special gymnasium flooring. Yep. So then you have a drum enclosure for your drums. Yes, we have a drum enclosure that has had many iterations. And I guess that's it. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but you also... It, There's so much more to it. Your than, facility is very large, though, as well. It's long. It's a long it's got, building. It's had quite a few expansions and add-ons. and Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big room to, to cover. 
Can you tell me a little bit about what the setup is at Mission Bible Church these days? Yeah, so uh, mission missions facility uh, as a whole is uh, is smaller than Harvest, but we do also have three main venues uh, within our facility. So we have a a worship center, um, and that's our main uh, room for weekend services. And then we have uh, our kids venue, which is called the venue. That actually used to be where our services used to meet. And then we've got a youth room, which is where junior high and high school meets, except now our junior high group is just like exploded since COVID. And they're actually meeting in the worship center now, which is pretty cool. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, which is also, it's pretty funny because we just built that building six years ago. And now our junior hires have outgrown it's it. It's that old now. They were in the process of building it when I came on staff. Wow. Yeah. I think the hole was dug and there were blueprints, but that was about it when I came on staff. So, um, so yeah. So, three three uh, main main rooms. You're forgetting one room. Mission has now expanded a little bit. Yes. We have another campus. Uh, in Morse, which is about 12-ish minutes west of of here. So, yes. But as far as our facility here in Manuka, three venues. And so, our CR group also uses the venue kids' room, and they do a live band. The kids' ministry, they just play music, I believe. They don't have a band. Senior high and junior high, they'll sometimes have a band as well. So, all three venues... Uh, have sound systems, Probe 7, set up for a full band, inputs and all that stuff. Our main room is pretty old. I think I want to say it's like 15 years old or so. That sounds right. Uh, So we moved in on Easter weekend was our first Sunday approximately 15 years ago. Back then we had a analog Allen and Heath uh, board I think it was like 40 channels or something like that. And then we outgrew that and went to an M7CL. Sitting right here it's next to us. Sitting next to us. Basically a big paperweight right now, but yeah. And now we're using a uh, Yamaha CL5 at front of house, uh, which is a great board. Uh, for monitors, we do a separate board for monitors. Uh, so we call it Monitor World. It's located up on stage. It's where all of our wireless mics are. We use Sure wireless mics for everything. And M32 for Monitor. the monitors. Yep. And then we do a we have a separate broadcast room that mixes our audio. Right now we're in the transition period of uh, switching over from an M7CL to an in-the-box Pro Tools rig. So fun times there. And then, uh, so that's most with audio, I believe. Um, and then we use ProPresenter 7 for our lyrics, videos, automating basically a whole bunch of stuff, lights and video switcher and soundboard and planning center live and whole bunch of stuff. So um, yeah, a lot of that talk is either Pro 7 or QLab. I'm a big QLab user, so I use QLab for everything, which is awesome. And then video-wise is mostly Blackmagic stuff. So got a couple of Pocket Cinema 6K Pros uh, and then a 4K 
and then some Marshalls up on stage. And then Morse, which is our new campus. It's almost a year old, not quite. And that is running a CL3 at front of house uh, with DMB speakers and then uh, an X32 rack version for their monitors. So the idea was to try to create two identical systems as close as we could from Manuka to Morse. So training is way easier that way. Volunteers, band members bouncing back and forth. And you've just, tried to do that between the venues too, right? Yeah. So both of our kids' rooms have the exact same board, same lighting, same Pro Presenter 7. And so you can really bounce between any of our rooms and should should be able to run the system without much training once your initial training is done. So yeah, so if they're bouncing from Morse, our Morse campus or Minooka campus, it's the same IP address for everything. It's the same everything. So their monitors sync right up and they're set to go, which is super easy and super cool. So yeah. And that's a setup and teardown system. So that's, we meet in a school. So that's a whole two trailers and unpacking, unloading, setting and repacking, up, repacking afterwards. So basically trying to turn a, a church or a, a school into a church, which is, uh, it's a fun, fun task to, uh, to do. So, and I have not been out there for a service. It's, it's amazing how difficult it is to visit other churches when, <laughs> when you, you work, work at, at a church. church. <laughs> it's true. And yes, a lot of our, uh, I guess, new developments or like ideas we get from other churches because we've watched their live stream yeah. or we have some sort of window into what they do on yeah. Sunday. As we wrap up today's episode, Eric, why don't you give us an overview of what listeners can expect to hear in future episodes? Well, We'll talk about the use of technology in worship and hopefully provide some content and context to better serve you as the listener um, and to help Benji and I work through some of the different issues that come up in our context that we're working through together. So hopefully we provide some tutorials, um, some teaching material, and some different techniques that we've learned over the years. Um, or that we want to learn from each other, and we hope to learn from you as well. Uh, we'll talk about the basics of audio, video, lighting, automation, uh, media content creation, um, probably dive into some web design and communication tips as well. But we hope that uh, this podcast can serve you in that way. So you can expect to get an episode from us uh, every other Monday. Um, we're super excited to get this podcast rolling and we look forward to helping you guys grow as well as us. Until then, we'll see you guys later.